And we're back. Welcome back to another episode of Banging and Clanging Sports with the Banging and Clanging Podcast. That is right. As always, we have Crossbones here. A man, if he could adopt 100 Pomeranians, he will do it. That is a fact. That is a fact. And I am Blake Beretta, who is still trying to find the answer to the age-old question, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? She's in San Diego. I mean, sure. She's she's been known to jump ship to a lot of countries. Sometimes the most obvious answer is the best answer. If I had to guess, I would say San Diego. I would say, uh, what is it, Fiji, the most tropical place that is too expensive to go. That's very beautiful, very beautiful land down in Fiji. Uh, this was a very action-packed week of sports entertainment. That is it. That it was. We had to just wrap up SmackDown. Okay, yeah. Let's start with, uh, with SmackDown and uh, what's going on over there on the blue brand. Now, um, I was that the, we're kind of just still setting the stage. Everything down for Fastlane. That's, that's coming up this weekend. So this is the last show before Fastlane. So they're trying to set the stage and kind of promote these matches, make them the biggest that they could be. So you got to have your, your headlight into you know, Brian cutting a promo. That was fantastic. That's right. He is. If, if you do have Roman Reigns and he's trying to see, can he make Roman Reigns tap? Is Edge on the side? Is Jimmy Uso going to fear and screw him over? We don't know. That's a good storyline, though, because that, of, uh, that is the ultimate protect the character. Uh, protect the wrestler, protect the brand things to not have him ever submit. That is right. I Roman Reigns never submitted. I don't think he's going to submit the day of Brian because he's not losing the belt, in, in my opinion. No. All right, so you have, I was going to say, back to John Cena. He never tapped out. His whole thing was, I don't quit, remember? That's right. If he quits, that's the end of the slogan. I was going to say, Rock actually, I think, did tap out to keep Jim Rock early in his career. Yeah, when you're the, like a like a heel back then, they've been known to tap out. Um, I think Triple H Triple H tapped out to Chris Benoit. Yeah, Benoit, the word we can't say, and Chris Jericho and Kurt Angle, I think. Yeah, okay, so he's tapped out. Um, let's see who else who else we got. Uh, I can't I can't remember Hogan ever tapping out. I don't think he did ever tap out. Yeah, I don't think Hogan ever tapped it out. Goldberg for sure has never tapped out. Oh, yeah, he never taps out goal, but Brock Lesnar, I don't think so either. I don't think Brock's ever tapped out either. And there's one more big – oh, Stone Cold. No, he never tapped out. He passed out. He would pass out. He would pass out, but he would not tap out. That is right. So, and Brent Hart's tremendous sharp, sharpshooter. Yeah. So that is that is a tremendous thing to, to, to get somebody of that caliber to tap out. So, so Roman, that is, that is kind of like the uh, – that's kind of like the big thing in this match. Can Daniel Bryan get a submission out of Roman Reigns? Because he just he made his he made his cousin tap out last week, and you know that was the whole thing about Roman not being able to get Jay to tap out. He couldn't get him to tap out. He couldn't get him to quit. Nope, he can't make he can't make him to quit. But uh, bro, he's, he's he's bet on making Roman tap out this Sunday. I was hoping that like if they want to make him tap, just make it as make it a like a submission match. Interesting, but I guess they're trying to protect Daniel Bryan too. 
Yeah, they don't want none of them. Like if Brian Taft, I know they don't want they they can't use them at Mania, yeah. which I still think is going to be a triple threat. <laughs> yeah, we're we're still we're still working towards that that triple threat um type atmosphere with the uh with the way it's setting up. Uh, let's get to you know that is big. That is going to be uh, big in determining how WrestleMania is going to go because one of these years is going to be the special enforcer for the match of Fastlane. That is right. And as we saw tonight, Jay Uso and Edge went at it, and Edge came on top. Yeah. Edge, Edge after, after 14 years, this is his first match back in 14 years on SmackDown. Yeah, did you ever you notice he put on some weight because he learned his lesson from getting too lean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or just or maybe just drinking drinking some extra beers back back uh, on his on his time off right now. One of the two. Probably. But no, he look he still looks great. He still looks great. He's you know, moving around and doing all the stuff he's doing at forty seven is unbelievable. Yeah, because he needs that extra body fat because if you take those impacts and he learned a lesson. Towards tricep getting too lean, you need body fat to wrestle. Well, I think that that might have had more to do with his performance enhancing supplements that he was taking, possibly. Well, that's... <laughs> that, that doesn't. That, he could do it. He's forty-seven. That doesn't. That doesn't. Uh, that doesn't bode well for your tendons and your connective tissue at forty-seven, especially when you're something as athletic as what they do. Yeah, because everything else will get stronger and stuff, but tendons and everything has uh, stayed the same. Yeah, they gotta have a, They have you have a gradual increase in strength. If your if your muscles grow faster than your tendons, then it puts your tendons and your joints at risk. So yeah, yeah so that's just part of it. But he he looks good. He he, he gave a valiant performance. Like I I can't. I mean, I haven't lost an edge match in a long time, so it's very difficult for me to compare. Um, what he was doing uh, years ago to now, but I mean, I would say it's just about yeah, just about the same. You can tell he worked a little bit safer, a little bit. And Jay was taking most of the you know the hits and stuff like that. So Edge, I think Edge is saving his big moves for WrestleMania. Also, the the psychology part of having you know this was a good this was this was the squash match. They were going back and forth, trading blows and. There was a there was a that era of belief that Jay could win when Jay hit the uh, the frog splash on the top. You're like, hey, you know, it could it could go the it could go either way. Even though we, for the sake of advancing the story, Edge had to win. Um, but Jay gave it Jay Jay and um, Edge gave it a great run, and it was a pretty long match and a lot of back and forth. That right, that is. And you could tell how Jay was, um, as a heel, he was, con- contr- uh, what is it, doing most of the, what is it, movements in the ring to get, let Edge do, do his big comeback at the end so he doesn't have to, like, you know, worry about getting hurt or anything just yet. Yeah, it was uh, a lot of stuff you don't see anymore, like, like Edge working the shoulder and then uh, Jay working Edge's ribs. Yeah, that's wrestling people. That's how you work in the ring. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that these days, but but I think um, for for the sake of Edge, you know, that's just the way he's always done it. So that is, uh, it was good to see that back in that match. That's right. I know Jody Hamilton would have liked to watch a match like that, a real wrestling match, yeah. as he will say. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so that goes into Fastlane. So Edge come out on top, wins the that's wins right. the match, and now he is uh, the special. Is he a referee or special enforcer? He's an enforcer to make sure everything goes okay in the match. Okay. That is, um, 
that's interesting. So he's going to keep Jay Uso out of the match. Is what this is pretty much what he's saying. I say Jay's still going to interfere, and then somewhere else is going to wind up as a no contest, or Roman wins by disqualification or something, and it's going to be triple threat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or if Daniel wins by disqualification, so he would technically win the match. That is true. He could win the match that way, but he said, "Like, hey, I never, I lost my uh, technicality. I should title." Yeah, so you don't get the shot, but you get the win. So you should be. That's how maybe he makes it into the into WrestleMania. So, so that that is uh, that remains to be seen. But we do have an attack at the end of the in the match between Jay. <laughs> Jay attacks Edge, and then. Um, Roman comes down. Roman. Roman attacks Edge, and then yeah, Jay comes out and stops uh, Dana Bryant from getting back in the ring and getting involved. That's right, and I still can't get over how white Je- Roman Reigns' teeth are. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good. You know, sorry to uh, just run a mind. You know how much veneers are? How much? Twenty four hundred dollars a tooth. What? Yeah, that's how much veneers are. They're twenty two thousand four hundred dollars a tooth. Oh my god! I gotta be a dentist. What am I doing? Yeah, yeah. dental. Yeah, they make so Roman. Roman has like a hundred thousand dollar mouth. Good God! I could. I want to have a match with him and knock his teeth out and sell it. Yeah, he's he's gonna wear. I'm shocked he don't wear mouthpiece. Shane Shane Basil wears. Shane Basil wears. If you're a wrestler, I would wear mouthpiece. That's what I would do. But, But. I know. I was spending almost a, almost a million dollars on my teeth. I will wear mouthpiece. Yeah, so, so Roman. Oh, you know what? He probably got them insured. You have to, but I mean that's the thing. If you're if you're in entertainment, you're an entertainer. You have to spend money like that on yourself to to kind of prop yourself up and, and protect your image. You know, you don't want people. You don't want people to see you as a as a movie star, as a leading person. So that's why he is a he is spending the money and investing in himself and putting it towards his future. That is right, and he might win a good commercial shoot with uh, Colgate. Yes, or was that, or, the toothpaste, or, or uh, he's coming back for another Fast and Furious, or he's going to be an Aquaman the sequel as a as a cousin of Aquaman or a brother or something. That'd be perfect. Him and Jason Momoa. I'm surprised they're not related. <laughs> yeah, that's, they're related to everybody else but Jason Momoa. It seems like I was like, that is unbelievable. When they look exactly alike, they, they, they do look very similar. All right, so. After that, all right, so we got Biggie and Apollo, uh, which is, you know, this is, this is, the I saw Maggie while we were, while we were watching this, and we were talking about how, okay, so they, they do this, they're, they're both in the same place, they're both in the, they're both in the same building, but they have one person in one room and one person in the other room, and they do like a little, like a little screen and screen talk to each other. Yeah, they do like a separation room where they can't touch it. And it always happens that they get up and they're like, I don't need this microphone. They take the microphone off and they go fight each other somewhere in the building. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to. I'm glad they broke that fourth wall look like. They're like, you know, you're on the other side of the room. I can just walk over there and punch you in the face. They've they've done this a couple times. They've done this a couple times. I can't remember the last two people they did it with. Oh, yeah, I do. Carmella and Sasha Banks, they did this way. Oh, they did do that. I just think it's so funny how they try to make it look like they're in different sides of the world when they're like right next to I did like the, the golf cart was a nice touch. That golf cart is going to use the yeah, lot that now. that golf cart was a nice touch. I big E hopped in the golf cart. 
drove over there, got out, and then just whooped Apollo out there. And then Apollo, after he is beaten, hops in the golf cart and drives away as fast as he can. <laughs> that golf cart is going to be the new WD2K yeah, no, game. It has to be. It has to be. It, it's a it's – a, it's Mickey uh, versus Apollo this uh, Sunday at uh, at Fast Lane. Um, I Biggie has to win. I, I don't know, or maybe disqualification. They go again at they go again at WrestleMania. But uh, I, you know, I I like Biggie. You know, he's 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 talked a little bit earlier about how he is a uh, we we call or Austin calls it. Uh, Rock, they put a rocket on your back and shoot you to the moon, like those type guys. But those are the guys who didn't do um, independence, but just got there and got to FCW, and that's how they did it. He said that Biggie is the best of those people, so I got to roll Biggie on this one, winning, um, but maybe by disqualification because of Apollo trying to protect Apollo's new character. Yeah, I feel like a, a Biggie's gonna lose it and do something to try to really destroy Apollo and get disqualified. Yeah, but I just see like Biggie, like he was a football player trying to be uh, NFL, but couldn't make it. But one of his coaches, New Jr., told him to come look at him, and that's how Biggie got his break. Yeah, he was either it was either football world strongest man or WWE, and uh, he was lucky enough to uh, to get his deal um, with WWE, and he's. And he has had a a great run. If you go back to when he first started off as Dolph Ziggler's bodyguard, um, when Dolph is Dolph and AJ, yeah. uh, to now being this, he said, what did he say? He said he was he was twenty he was twenty three when he started, or twenty four when he started, and now he's thirty four. So he's been doing this. For, he's been up there for about eight years, eight nine years. Oof, and developmental that long, yeah, too. Yeah, 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 not crazy. Well, he was in developmental for two years, for two and a half years. Oh, yeah, he was okay. in developmental for two and a half years. So, so he made roster at 25. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, Vince Man liked those yeah, big guys. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they had – he was lucky they had a spot with him. And, you know, he was that – he he talk about it later. He was, he was Omos. He was. He was the. He was like the, the, the almost that jet. Not as tall, but yeah, a lot stronger. He was, Omos, uh, he was the Omos to Dolph Ziggler, um, and that was his way of getting his his foot into the door, uh, so to speak. Um, but I mean, he's even had some ups and downs, you know. Because uh, after that broke up, he was the inter- he was the intercontinental champion once. I think he beat Dolph for it. And then, you know, everything yeah. was silent. And then he didn't really resurface till the new day, and then the rest is history. Yeah, it's so funny about almost though. Everybody told me when in this independence story, it's like they told me I met him before. I was like, I did? There's like I think he was like in the old wrestling the promotion called face to face. I think he was down there and I and I met him a couple of times. I was like, okay, I I, I remember there's a big guy there. I think that might be the guy they were talking about. So maybe I did meet almost. There's not a lot of seven foot giants just walking around. So I, I, yeah, I feel like that's the guy they're talking about. That might be him. Yeah. All right. So as we get to uh, after, so we got the. Uh, I'm not sure uh, on that, but then we had one of the coolest introductions of a mass that I've ever heard: Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin. And the quote-unquote mess that nobody wanted. 
<laughs> you liked it what they said about it's like, Barry. It's like I wrote it. It's literally like, it's like yeah, I, I wrote I was, I was like, like, did I write this? Did I write this? I was like, I was like, who who, who stole your idea? Someone owes us uh, crossbone money. Yeah, they're, they're listening. <laughs> they're listening to. They're so listening. But I, Austin. But I also <laughs> said, but I also said that um, Baron Corbin is going to be. He's probably going to be a world champion at some point. Probably is. Probably. Oh is. yeah. I mean, it, it just the it's the way that he's tracking, the way that they use him. He doesn't lose that often. He stays healthy. He's going to be a world champion. Nothing I can do, and there's nothing oh, I can yeah. do about it. He's just going to. He's going to be there. Yeah, because he he never got like a. I don't think so. I remember him getting seriously injured for Alpha no. a while. And Zane's that wild card who could become champion out of nowhere, out of the blue. But it was a, it was a competitive match. Sammy cheats, gets caught cheating, gets gets uh, gets. Aaron Corbin, I do like his finishing move. The end of days is a nice finishing move. That's a nice one. It is. He just got to get rid of that king yeah. gimmick and Give come up with something. Woods wants to be king in the ring. So give it to him. He wants it. <laughs> if they bring back the King of the Ring tournament they anytime soon. He should. Um, I don't know if there's any plans to do it, but I think that Austin Creed should win it. Um, so, so Sammy kind of flies off the handle at the end. That's the loss, you know. Uh, he's still shooting his documentary and gets into it with Kevin Owens. So I don't know if they're going to kind of a feud with him and Kevin Owens. It's always good. That's right. I was like wondering about that documentary he's filming. I was like, how long is this documentary going to be? <laughs> it's it's going to be like the, uh, did you ever see the last episode of The Office where they finally, after they shoot it all, they finally get together and they, they go, yeah, they rehash the whole thing. It's a good yeah. Episode. Yeah. That's oh. what it's going to be. It's going to be a three part episode. Sammy losing every single match that he gets. I think he's going to try to beat the Justice League time. <laughs> Jeez. Was, uh, today was a long day watching that. All right. So we got uh, – oh, the tag match was interesting. Um, so, so you had the Street oh, Profits. That's right. Street Profits Mysterials. And out of nowhere, they the Mysterials got lucky in that match. But out of nowhere, Otis and Gable comes out, and this is not a tag match. I, I love WWE, WWE booking where they can just say, hey, you know, we can change the rules on the fly. We're seeing life. We can just we can just shift stuff around and make another match out of nowhere. We got Gable and Otis in the back to get on TV. So here you go. Throw them out there. Yeah, they were like, oh, here you go, Sunday, for you guys to build the storyline some more. It'd be a fatal full way at Fastlane, yeah. probably, or WrestleMania. Don't- Rude have not defended their tag team titles since they won them. That's right. They, 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 well, I don't know what they're doing with Dolphin Bobby right now. They should be defending their title yeah, every pay per view. They're, they're just chilling. They're, they're just chilling as a champion. Yeah, I don't mind. I would like to collect a check and be champion. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, also, the one last thing on SmackDown um, the beginning of the show. So, we have Seth Rollins and Shinsuke Nakamura looking like they're going to have a match with Fastlane. They are having a fat match. Okay, so this is this is interesting. The two really good wrestlers, phenomenal talents. Probably. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's 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 probably going to be the best match on the card. Oh yeah, that better not be the pre-show. Seth coming back. He's too good to not put um, high on the card because Intense K is the same way. They're both great. 
Oh yeah, that's, I feel like if they're gonna be the first batch, they're gonna steal the show right oh, off the bat. Is Cesaro? <laughs> yeah, where is Cesaro? I haven't seen anything of him yeah. this uh, today. I saw nothing. I saw nothing. All right, so that wraps up SmackDown, and we will be right back. Welcome back. Did you guys enjoy that commercial break? Because it's brought to you by Bath Hammer. <laughs> the friendly folks of Bath Hammer. Give them the spelling crossbones. www.bamfhammer.com. That is right. Looking great at getting shape, tip top shape, getting ready for spring, summer, with that vacation, that wedding you want. Get in shape with Bath Hammer. Wisconsin's personal stuntman. It's using the BAMF hammer right now. I did. I saw the pictures. He finally he's, got the BAMF hammer. He's getting, uh, he's getting in shape to, uh, for Black Adam. I saw that in his own private gym. Yeah, he's got it. He, he's, uh, he's learned from the, uh, from the quarantine that, that they had to go through for Red Notice. And now he has got a weight trailer on set. With all the ways the BAMF hammers in there, he's got his dumbbells, he's got some machines, he's got everything he needs to maintain his physique while he's in there shooting this movie from April till August. Shoot, as long as it doesn't break the trailer with the hammer. Yeah, it's going to be hot in the trailer. they got to get some AC in there. Hopefully it has AC. I'm pretty sure it has AC. I hope it does. AC, the heat is perfect. Yeah, yeah. But not, Who needs AC I know, nowadays? I know that, that, that thing's made out of metal. Solid metal. Oh, just like wrestling. <laughs> yeah, and then it's, and then it's like it, not only that, it's metal just heats up so hot, and it's sitting on asphalt. Ugh, it's like like in the hot summer days when you're sitting on the concrete when you were kids. Yeah, it's, it's actually it would be nice right now, but but yeah, come come June, it's going to be it's going to be super super hot. Oh my god. I would love to have an invite down there, but I, I'm going to have to bring some, you know, AC, portable ACs with myself. Yeah. <laughs> remove, remove some of it outside. All right. So, all right. On to Raw. All right. So, <laughs> Raw actually has had his theme of, like, Drew and Sheamus just trying to trying to murder each other every single week. Um, and that did not change this week. But we had uh, a setup for the match. It's going to be a fast lane. So it's going to be Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre in a no holds bar match. No, oh, two big behemoths are going to kill each other. <laughs> now, I, okay. now what we saw them collide with 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 steel steps. We've seen them kick each other in the face. We've seen just just unbelievable strikes against each other. So, what more can they possibly do to each other that hasn't been done again? A game of Russian roulette. One will win for. Yeah, it's going to be like Highlander. I think Drew's going to have to use the sword. I know, and Seamus got to use what? What? What weapon does Seamus have? I don't know if I'm trying to figure out. Oh wait, he's he's like the guy from what's his name, Suicide Squad. He got the he's Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. So it's going to be it's going to be Mortal Kombat out there for these for these guys. So, um, Seamus fought Bobby Bobby Lashley. Uh, the, the reigning champ and uh, Bobby was able to beat him just because he's the champ and, and it's already said it's already it's already done Bobby Lashley versus Kilt for the title of WrestleMania that's done so he had but 
the interference came, and then Drew helped Sheamus by knocking out Bobby Lashley. That is right. He took out Bobby Lashley, and then all heck's going to break loose when those two get released at uh, Fastlane. Yeah. So, this, I mean, it's going to be a, it's, it's going to be one hell of a match. But I think this is more of a vehicle to build Drew up again to put him back on that level of, uh, of Bobby having lost, getting pinned by the Miz. I still have that in my, in my brain, seeing uh, even though he took a hellacious beating by Bobby. Um, he got, he got pinned, lost the belt. So this is his redemption match. That is, trying to build him back strong again so he could be a real threat like he already is, but, you know, hype him up more for Bobby. Yeah, yeah. And that is going to be – I'm pretty sure that that might be the main event for the first day, I'm thinking. Uh, I don't know. What else can – I feel like that's going to well, – maybe. Yeah, that might be the main way first day because they're going to build Edge yeah. and Roman at the I last – I think Edge and Roman is the big match. I think that's the match that, 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 uh, that you want to end the show with. Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. And you got that cinematic match, which could happen any any day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's just go ahead and dive into that. So we have Randy Orton versus not only The Fiend, Alexa. but yeah, Alexa Bliss too. So that's what's kind of been going back and forth. Alexa Bliss and Randy throwing up, just freaking him out every chance she gets. That is right. She's like the psycho ex-girlfriend that hangs out your window that won't won't let things alone. (laughs) That you can't get a restraining order against. That is right. I had a couple of those before. Well, they're scary. (laughs) Yeah, you got to be careful. Be careful with those. That is right. I changed my name five times, guys. You think Blake Burrell is my real name? (laughs) So so with Alexa, with Alexa Bliss, it doesn't. It never gets physical. Between her and between Randy and uh, Alexa, doesn't get physical. That would play well in the cinematic match between these two. Mm-hmm. Because like, she did indicate the thing. She was like, "You want to get rid of me? You got to punt me off." So I feel like she's going to try to get Randy to punt her, and then the speech, like a like a broken genie lamp, she, the spirit of the fiend's going to be released. That would be amazing. <laughs> and the, the thing with this is. How I don't know how they're gonna do this. How are, how are you gonna do a cinematic match inside of a real like last year they can do it? There's no fans there, so you can pretty much do every, anything you want, shoot it. So, are there gonna be sections of this match that are gonna be cinematic? Are there is there actual wrestling for a part, or is it all gonna be cinematic, or is it all gonna be wrestling? Well, when the, at WrestleMania, when he does the Fiend cinematic match, I feel like they might start off cinematic and it's gonna be like how NXT did it. At the Halloween special, where they went, you go to a different location, fight it out, then somehow uh, end up back at the arena, ended up fighting there, and this kind of like special effects go on, but you still kind of have a real match, and then the finish, then that's how you do it. You have a big finish at the end. Okay, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. As long because NXT zombies, so that's one thing. As long as Fiend wins and uh, Randy gets a much-needed vacation. That is right. And, uh, and NXT got away with it because they use zombies. So that's one way. If they got away with it, Fiend could get away with stuff. for everything. Because if you can't figure something out, just throw in some zombies. 
That's exactly zombies. Come on, that's why everybody's scared of the zombie apocalypse. Just throw zombies in there. All right, so <laughs> we have that now. All right, so now we have New Day versus the Hurt Business. That is right. Hurt Business was a New Day. The two top tag teams of Raw going at it. I like the match. It was actually a good back and yeah, forth they had. I, I don't think give uh, Shelton enough credit for being such an excellent worker and being able to do uh, to have the athleticism that he has uh, for the for the length of his career. He hasn't dropped off at all, and he was he was the workhorse in this match. That's right, because Shelton does. Yeah, he did almost everything. Everything you could possibly do, he was doing in this match. Oh, yeah, because he's been around long enough. He knows what will work with what. Taking, <laughs> taking clotheslines, throwing it over, throwing over the top rope, taking bombs on the outside, steel steps, railing, every – I was like, wow, this dude is this dude's killing it right now. It's funny. We're taking those bombs. Usually the young guy does it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Austin uh, or Xavier Woods had a. I mean, he's all incredible. I don't think he gets enough credit either for the call matches like he does and uh, doing a lot of the athletic things that he's able to do, especially being in there. He's also another veteran, but when it comes to when it comes yeah. to the aerial things, um, Kofi is one of the greatest high flyers the WWE has ever had. That is right. It was so funny. Uh, after the Deep South Wrestling Show, we I had a funny story they told me about Austin at PCW. <laughs> Would you like to hear yeah, this funny story? So uh, he came. He, let's say he came into town and he was still in developmental, but he wanted to get some ring time at PCW. So him and Steve Platinum they're talking. And I don't want to say this one wrestler's name, but he got into the ring with him, and they were working a match. Austin called it. And he did a bump where Austin's laid out. And the ceiling's kind of low. And this kid likes to jump over stuff. So he got into the tie rope, jumped high, hit his head on the ceiling, knocked himself out, hit the mat, blood went everywhere. And as professional as Austin is, Austin just pinned yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Austin. Yep, he just pinned him. He get knocked out, and I was like, "Well, I won. I'm going to pin him." <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't. Yeah, Austin was was huge. I mean, that's where he where when he came out with uh, after he got done with Furman, that that's where he uh, that's where he was training. He was training with PCW. Yeah, they said after T he you know he left TNA. He was in PCW all the time because that was the place right. to be back then. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but he's he's taken a lot of that and he's he used it used it in this match and New Day are now eleven time tag team champions. That is right, and I don't know some fans are mad at that, but you know you gotta look at the picture at WWE. Who sells the most yeah. tickets? New Day, New Day sells tickets. They sell merch. They sell video games. They sell all of that and. They needed uh, for WrestleMania. I, I think as good as the Hurt Business has been, um, you needed a face faction to go against AJ and Omos. That is right, and you can't have the Hurt because they're heels. So, so like eventually you're going to get the titles back, probably yeah. after Mania or some, unless that's going to be a triple yeah. threat match yeah. too. But so, you know, it won't be the end, yeah. Shelton. 
But here, here's my my safety suspension. I'm very happy for the new day. I'm glad they got 11. They're the high. No, I I think they they held they held Super Bowl. So, so New Day is they've they've won the tag team champions more times than any other tag team in the history of WWE. They're, they're 11 time tag team champions. So they're they're pretty established. But this whole match at WrestleMania is to build Omos. That's all this is. That is right, because Omos is not a seasoned wrestler. He he should have they didn't give him enough training, they just threw him up there. But AJ's gonna do most of the wrestling. Omos is gonna do a Braun Strowman and you slam yeah, people. This is uh for for his he's going to do. And what they what they want out of Omos, they need this match on this stage to make him a legitimate a legitimate wrestler. That's right. They probably they've invested a lot in him. They've given him a lot of TV time. There's people who have been down there longer than him who haven't got that this amount of TV time um, at all. But yeah, but he's seven a seven foot, foot giant, giant. and uh, they they have a they have a plan. And there is no better way to make him um, a legitimate force than beating the best tag team in the history of WWE um, on paper. Um, almost, yeah, the New Day, almost single-handed, I think. I think that he's just going to go in there and just wreck, wreck the New Day and then just have his hand raised. And then AJ and Almost are going to hold the tag team titles for however long. And I'm, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that happens. It's so funny watching Austin. He 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 wasn't intimidated. He weighed down Ross like, "You want some, almost? Yeah. You want some?" I'm like, "Oh man, Austin!" Yeah. But almost is uh, almost is going to be like one of those unstoppable force type guys, like um, like Braun Strowman was when he first got there. Or um, I'm trying to think, um, who's another? Oh, uh, the, the dude who uh, Lars, so Lars Sullivan. He's gonna he's he's gonna be yeah, like that type of character where he's almost like invincibly immortal when he fights. That was was supposed to be Lars' gimmick, but Lars got himself in trouble, and now he's gone. So yeah, it's up. so now so now this is a chance, and then you have you have AJ in there to do some of the things that that he's not capable of doing either because of his size or inexperience, um, and to do get in there and mm-hmm. do stuff, but. But yeah, so that is a that's a WrestleMania match. You have uh, the New Day versus AJ and almost for the uh, for the belts, which is almost his first, will be almost his first legitimate wrestling match. That's right, and he got AJ Styles is going to help him out a lot. So AJ's a genius; he could work with anybody inside out of the ring. He could he could work around anybody's yeah. capabilities. So he's like a million yeah, so, bucks almost. So good luck, good luck, New Day. In that, in that match. At least you got the match for WrestleMania, hopefully. Hopefully uh, something happens you get to keep the belt. Maybe you get a disqualification or like almost, almost just goes crazy and just starts choking both of them. That is my best case scenario for this match. <laughs> I like it. I would go over the top with a match like that. If I was wrestling him, I would just bring out an elephant tranquilizer and shoot almost, and he's down. I would go over the top with the match. Yeah, that's the only way to beat. Yeah, that's the only way to beat the uh, the monsters is to to do something something like that. Um, he, but you know what about this? Like on their roster on on Raw, who would he, who would he go against? Like the only thing, the only person who who like is almost like his size is like. 
is like Braun. Yeah, but Braun on yeah, Braun is on Raw. Yeah, so the, he's the for like size comparison. Braun is the only one that could go Which up there. Size me comparison. To what Braun is doing with Shane? Oh God, it's so stupid. So they're 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 kind of playing off that. I know they love Braun. You know that's that's why they're doing this because they want to get him in the match. So Shane is kind of playing that you're the big dumb monster type dude. Who, I mean, he's pretty serious. This is a typical bodybuilder um, uh, thing. Is that the big dumb dude? You know who walks and you know being being just big and ogre like. So that's the kind of what Shane is kind of presenting to the to the fans to make this match. Uh, that's right. Is even though Shane is terrible at cutting promos, he just wants to go up there and just jump off of stuff, and and he's bringing Nickelodeon style match because he's bringing the green slime. Like, wow, they broke out. <laughs> he, he hit him with two buckets of slime. I know. I was like, that mean WWE got to deal with Nickelodeon? <laughs> they're both in. They're both in Florida. <laughs> home bases now. I wouldn't be surprised if Nickelodeon has a part in this. It's slime time live, people. That kid's choice words awards is huge. It's huge. Oh my god. Uh, Nickelodeon WD partnership and so, see it now. With, uh, with that match, did they did they announce anything for Fast Lane or is that probably most likely gonna be Mania? Oh they I heard they canceled the fast lane okay, to go save it for Mania. That. Okay, that's, that's Shane that's gonna be in a cage and Shane's gonna jump off the top of the cage and land on Braun on the table. Yeah, or something. Or he's gonna jump off the roof of the uh, of the stadium and try to kill himself. <laughs> last, last but not least, on 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 uh, on Raw, we have Middle and uh, Retribution going at it. Oh my God! Thank God, Riddle won that match. <laughs> and Mustafa at least uh, hurt David, too. He hurt. That sucks because he was doing so well. He's wrestling hurt right now. I forgot what he said. He I forgot what he said. What was hurt? But he's been wrestling oh, hurt well, for a while. He did an amazing job because I couldn't tell. Yeah, he he had to fight through the pain. I think they just hit him with a bunch of ibuprofen and he said, yeah, "Go out yeah, there." That was a good match. Him, him and Riddle, him and Riddle worked well together. Um, they're, they're oh yeah, some type of belt and just. And just kills it because you know he was he was supposed to have that Kofi spot you know a couple of years ago and he got hurt and then Kofi goes on and goes to Kofi Mania and wins the belt and uh, since then he's trying to he's kind of tried to reestablish himself and uh, this retribution as bad as they are he is a bright spot on this on this uh, on this show. Yeah, he just needs to leave retribution and do his own thing. And the retribution people yeah, need to do their like, own thing, they'll too. They'll probably all go back to NXT when this is done. Yeah, I feel like a few of them will, and two. Of the, i say two of them will stay. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, still hasn't had, like, like any significant ceilings up on the main roster. Any significant. Yeah, she didn't, have, she didn't even have a match match. She just comes yeah, out there and do yeah, ring corner stuff. she's pretty talented. That is. And she's getting married, her and Keith Lee. Keith Lee has been missing in action still. Yeah, uh, Vince McMahon's backstage, yeah, whatever he wants to do with him. Hopefully he'll get it, yeah. <laughs> he'll a break um, on that, and we'll see him back. Um, okay, so one of the matches coming up for Fastlane, kind of with Raw and SmackDown. Okay, so we have the women's tag team match. 
Yep. Sasha, Sasha and, Bianca and Bianca versus Shayna and Nia. Yep, and they went at went at it on uh, SmackDown earlier, and Sasha did good, and and in Natalia and they uh, Tamina yeah. attacked the other team. The we're other looking team. at probably getting the three way dance between, or actually, you know, we're probably you know where we're going to set up. So they are going to go on and fight each other at WrestleMania. So. Naya, Naya and Shane are going to win this weekend. They're going to they're going to win this match, and Reggie's going to get involved, yep. and Reggie's going to do something amazing because they love Reggie. I'm shocked Reggie was not. That was the biggest shock of the the show on SmackDown that Reggie wasn't stealing the show. Um, I think he's doing too much Twitch videos of Ricochet yeah. and his friends. <laughs> so he is. Uh, so so Naya and Shayna are 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 going to fight. I think Natty. And Tamina at WrestleMania in the pre-show. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. That's because Lacey Evans out for yeah. a while. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, she's got the pregnancy thing. Yep, in real life too, she is actually yeah, I know. pregnant. <laughs> that was a good. With a that was a way. Husband. That was a way to get Brick Flair <laughs> off TV. That is right, and how Lacey Evans yeah, get to get she's, out? She's out. She's <laughs> out. But you know, we do have a wild card. Um, Who's who's the wild card we got? Technical difficulties. What we got for the wild card? <gasps> Is she back already? She's ready to go? What we got for the wild card? Welcome. All right. So the wild card is <gasps> Becky Lynch. Is she back already? She's ready to go? Uh I don't know. She's got some time though. I think she'll be. I back wouldn't be surprised. Time. Yeah, I'd be like, if she's back in time for WrestleMania, that's a that's a quick recovery. Or if not back by WrestleMania, back by the Monday oh, SummerSlam. No, oh, no, she'll be back. Oh, she'll she, back because back. they need a big match with SummerSlam, so she could be one. I think her versus. Um, her versus Bianca Belair would be, or even Sha- Sasha, the original Four Horsewomen, or Sasha. Yeah, they never, they have never, they have not given us that that back. Was uh, uh what's the girl with the black hair? Um, they made a movie about her. Rock, Rock made a movie about her. Who's that? Soraya. Soraya's a real uh, name. Rock made a movie about. You mean talking about Paige? Paige was Paige part of the? Original uh, no, Four she Horsewomen? came out uh, before them, way before them. It was Charlotte Bailey, okay. Becky, and Sasha. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. So that's that's my wild card coming back. Oh, and this is what I want to talk about. All right, so so we were talking about uh, off off podcast WrestleMania eighteen. And oh, Rock best match uh, ever. 
my two favorite matches of all time, given you take out everything Hogan said in the past, Hogan versus Warrior, and then Rock that versus right. You could watch that there. You could watch it without the sound and see how electrified the crowd was. Yeah, that, that those two matches. I mean, I even think the I even think the Rock Hogan was better than the than the Warrior Hogan, um, just because it was just like you didn't know what was going to happen, and there and I've never seen a match like that. Yeah, because you got like the Muhammad Ali Mike Tyson kind of fight feel right there. And you know who turned down that match? Stone Cold turned against down against Hogan. Against Hogan. Wow, I'm surprised. Well, he didn't want to oh, lose. Yeah, a lot of people didn't want to lose to Hogan. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to lose to Hogan. So that that was his thing. Um, and then Vince, a Vince, the day of the show changed the changed the finish to uh, beating Hogan. And that's the way that should have gone. That's the way that it should have ended. Rock yeah, Rock. Of course, Rock needed to beat Hogan because Rock was that main top guy. He can't lose his spot. Yeah. And that going back and forth, and the ending was awesome because you know he kicks out of the leg. I mean, Rock hits him with a rock bottom, you know, and then Hogan gets, then Hogan kicks out, kicks out, and goes classic yep. Hogan, classic Hogan, in a, in a way that nobody else would have ever predicted that that he would go back to that and be that classic Hulk Hogan that everybody in that arena nineteen. You got to imagine that's nineteen years ago. So all the people watching that match grew up with the Hogan that they saw kick out Hulkamania and Hulk enough Hulkamania hulking up. So the crowd was going absolutely nuts and there were people who loved the rock still. So, so, you know, you're, you were cheer. Everybody was cheering everything. They were cheering the rock spots. They were cheering the Hogan spots. They were cheering, cheering the, the rallies and the falls and all that. And then rock hits him with two back-to-back rock bottoms and then um, hits him with the people's elbow. That is right. And Hogan was able to be okay with him winning the match. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that they do. They probably did have some mutual mutual respect in the fact that that Hogan. I mean, as as I've seen with watching the uh, the Rock, the uh, the Young Rock show, is that Rock has literally been around all these people all of this. Oh life. yeah, and he knew Hogan when he was a kid. Yeah. So that is that is insane. That uh, that it goes back that far to I mean to Andre the Giant to uh, to Junkyard Dog to Randy Savage to Hogan to all these guys he grew up with and then now he's he's co-main eventing a match with with the biggest icon. People can say whatever they want about Hogan. The wrestling business isn't what it is without Hulk Hogan. It's just not. Oh yeah, it doesn't it, it doesn't exist in this in this multimedia world without the stuff that Hogan did in the 80s to make it a viable thing where you could sell it to consumers. That's right. Now. Hogan made it, what is it called, live streaming to everybody around the world. Yeah, he made it, yeah, he made it global. Yeah. He was uh, he took a rock it, of that generation. Yeah, him and, him and Vince made it, they took it out of, uh, they took it out of small, small towns and small arenas and made it a worldwide product where they can, they can sell sell out sell out a hundred thousand hundred thousand seats before COVID um, of an arena. That's right. To to some to something like that. So so I give I give them credit for for making that match. And that was a that was a weird that was a 
weirdly cool era where you had the past and the present combined. Because that, that, I think that was, the, that was the first year the NWO came back. So I think Hogan, Hogan fought Rock. Stone Cold fought Nash. No, Stone Cold fought Hall. Oh, yeah, Scott Hall. Scott Hall. So you had you had that. So that that was a uh, that was pretty cool. I I don't know that I can't remember the whole card, but but that that was a cool WrestleMania match, and it was 19 years ago this week. So that was a long, almost Ooh. 20, almost 20 years ago that match took place. Good think God, that. I think. Wow. Well, I think I was in the fifth grade when that ma- that WrestleMania was around. <laughs> wow, that is that is insane. You're <laughs> the fifth grade. I think I just you made know, it's weird. I feel super old. <laughs> I think I was in fifth. I was there. I was in fifth grade when that first when Hogan fought Warrior. I think. So. <laughs> so it's almost the same. A little bit of perspective. So, yeah, it's almost it's almost the same. And that was WrestleMania six. And this is this is what WrestleMania one. What WrestleMania was that? Eighteen? Was it? No, no, no. That was that was WrestleMania 18. What? Which one are we on We're now? Talking- 30 what? 30. Uh, the one that's coming oh, up this, this week. Uh, oh, in okay. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. 20 something. No, no. It's just, it's oh, in the 30s. 30s. God, I'm losing track of the years. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, 30, 35 was like a couple of years ago. Oh, my God. So it was, what, was it 38? Yeah. <laughs> This might be thirty-seven. This might be thirty-seven. Good God! It's so many WrestleManias. Thirty-seven years of WrestleMania. Thirty-seven years of WrestleMania. It's just a long time. Good God, that's been a long time. Goodness. And and Hogan wrestled. Hogan main evented like a first. I think the first eight, the first Jeez. nine. And I just made Hogan feel old that I was in the fifth grade. No, Hogan knows he's old. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> but he's made a whole bunch of money. Oh yeah, he's he's living good on a beach somewhere, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's he's living so good on a beach that he will actually be hosting WrestleMania. Oh, he is. <laughs> he has his own shop at the beach. Yeah, he's he, he's also a host for WrestleMania this year. So oh wow! So they're, they're the MCs. Yeah, they're they're the two MCs of WrestleMania this year at Tampa Bay State. Wow, I heard they're trying to bring the Rock in too. So we'll see if that actually happens. Yeah, no, I I know he would. He loves to to come back and and do that stuff. But you know, it's just gonna gonna be, um, I think up to him and up to how they can uh, how they can work him in. Oh yeah, that would be. I would like to see this if they could bring all some of these old legends back. Yeah, you know, you know how the the current the current staff loves that. Oh yeah, they know that's money drawn right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got a question. All right, wrestling question: Who is the most intense wrestler you have ever seen, from entrance to exit? Oh my god, that's another. That's another. That's a that's a lob softball question. Because that's Ultimate Warrior, Jim Helwig. Jim Helwig. Okay, mine was awesome. Ultimate. <laughs> Oh, so cold? Because it, as you're in that WrestleMania, like I would watch the WrestleMania with The Rock, but when his glass hits, he comes out there, like that look on his face, he's talked to himself. He's like, I'm ready to punch someone in the face kind of look. Yeah, yeah, he's intense. Yeah, he so cold was very intense his entire uh, wrestling career. Well, okay, let's go intimidation factor like that. Because <laughs> Austin was intimidating. Who is the most? Yeah, let's see. 
Let's see who is very intimidating. Oh, Andre the Giant was very intimidating. Oh yeah, all seven foot one of him or two. Yeah, he yeah he didn't have to say much, but you know when he got in that ring and there and you're just sitting there and he walks up those steps and I it's always one thing they would get up to him and they would just look up and they would just see him just looking down with this look on his eyes like you know you're in for a whooping right now. Yeah, especially if he doesn't do. like you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like how the young yeah, he is, put the him and Sheik in there, and Andre didn't really like Sheik. <laughs> no, no, I would I would like to see more Iron Sheik. That is right, Iron Sheik. I like how they made him look super ripped on Young Rock too. <laughs> yeah, he is jacked on Young Rock. He's jacked. Dang, I was like, he's been, he was in shape, but he had that little abs with the belly on kind of thing back in the day. <laughs> he did. He did, but he the guy who plays him does a does a really good job of portraying that character. Mm-hmm. And I went back. Do you know how much Sheik was making in the eighties? I bet you it was a lot. Sheik was making half a million dollars a year in the eighties. Good God, he spent so a lot. Into, <laughs> yeah, he did. He did. He did spend a lot. So so in eighties money with inflation, and everything. So that that comes out to like one point eight million dollars now. Jeez. Yeah, so that's what that's how much Iron Sheik was making in the eighties. But he was the top heel. He was the top he was, heel in the eighties. Was re- real to people back then. Very real, very real. He was having to hide from people. Yeah, because he. Um, but, yeah, people wanted to actually hurt him. So, so yeah, that character was one of Vince's most brilliant creations um, in his long line of, uh, of characters. All right. So we got another question. Here we go. Okay. Well, I got one more wrestling. And the last one is a, fitness Oh yeah. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. Let's... So this one is, what do you think? Well, how should I put this? What makes a good WWE wrestler or even AEW? What makes an all around good wrestler? Uh, you got it. Well, now you got to start with Mike skills. I think you got to be able to talk. Um, you mean, you mean like right now, like in this era or like all, all around, like all time? Uh, well, it's hard to pretty, pretty much if we're in this era, we, we have to go with this era then. I was going to say the difference between this era and the last era, you don't like, like the last era you got to have, you had to have a presence about you. Like you had to like walk into a room and people know that you're that dude. I, I used to think like, like when Rock walked into a room, you know, that, that was a star. Or like when, when uh, Bret Hart walked in, you know, that was, that was a star. Or, or Roddy Piper or those guys, they kind of had that presence about them. They're mm-hmm. guys now that, that are there. They don't have that, but they're, but they're top dudes. Um, you don't necessarily have to – back then you had to have a presence, my skills, athleticism. Now, athletic, now you have to have athleticism, one. Mm-hmm. Two, you, you got to have Mike. Three, you got to be relatable. You got to be relatable now because that that will get you more over than anything else. I think now is being relatable. Dana Bryant, he's a dad. He, he he's a vegan. He has all this relatable stuff going on, and I think that's why his character does so well yeah. because he he can do things and, and he's he's athletic. He can talk and he's relatable. That's right. So I think those those are the things that you have to have now versus back then, back in Rock's era, you didn't have to be relatable. You had to be a star. That's right. You don't have to be a Yep, that's right. Because yeah, today, you, he's superhuman. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be superhuman anymore. 
to be to be to be a top dude. Because yeah, nowadays people who know wrestling is like they know behind the smoke and mirrors now. <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. So that larger that larger than life character that you had to be in the the eighties, nineties, early two thousands, those dudes don't really exist anymore. That's right. Because, like, you know, back in the day, there was a smoke and mirror that you don't cross, and he would think that you're real life a superhero. Nowadays, people are like, hey, you're just like us, but what separates yeah. you from us? Yeah. <laughs> kind yeah, of thing. Not, yeah, it's it's like, do you, do you, do you, I don't find Jungle Boy intimidating at all. Oh, me either. Right? Yeah, I don't no. find him intimidating at all. But he's a star in that business because he's relatable. That's right. He's like the average kid that's like, oh, he could do some stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's what and that's what sells. It, it, but I'm gonna tell you this, it's like that across the board now. Oh yeah. If you get like a like especially like if you got a big name behind you, say, Oh, I'm this person's kid, that's gonna help a lot. <laughs> yeah, he is he, which he is. He's uh Luke Perry's son. That's right. Especially yeah, in the gotta, business too, is you gotta wanna get it's like, hey, I wanna wrestle now. My dad is so and so. Okay, phone call, you're in. <laughs> or, or like somebody like like MJF. MJF isn't intimidating, but he can talk, and he wears yeah. he wore, he wears designer clothes, and people can relate to designer clothes. So that that was his end. Yeah, because he's he walk. He's like the typical what's the word? Uh, Greenwich, Connecticut kid, rich kid. He yeah, plays. yeah, and people can uh, can gravitate either either relate to it or know somebody like MJF, or maybe they are like MJF, so they can. They can relate to it, so I think that um, he's a now they, he's Shane McMahon. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think so. Now they they do a better job of making uh, making their characters relatable to the fan base versus um, building up uh, mega stars and uh, and and larger than life figures. So that's mm-hmm. that's the difference between now and uh, to me. How about yeah. you? What do you think? I think the same way. It's like it's like course if we break making a star, you need charisma, you need to talk on the microphone, you need to be relatable, you need to be able to work in the ring, you need to be athletic. And of course, nowadays you, if you work with the uh company to coach, you gotta be coachable. And can you if you got all that, like a lot of people just go in, they're like, Okay, I'm athletic, I could do some of this stuff, I got a social media presence, let me go do this. And if the crowd looks at you be like Huh, okay, that's a cool a next. If that happens to you, you'd be like, okay, that doesn't work. You gotta yeah. have all the factors. You gotta it's entertainment now. It's like it's not as this back in the day in the early nineties is as entertainment. You gotta be you gotta entertain the fans. You gotta have wrestling and entertainment all mixed into one. And one. I was gonna say for the for the one sake, Nia Jax doesn't exist. 10 years ago. See what? Nia Jax, the character that Nia Jax has, that character does not, you, WWE does not put that character on TV 10 years ago. Oh, no, she do. No, they don't want to do that. Because back in the world, look at 10 years ago, what they want, pretty uh, hot, hot blondes, pretty much. And now Nia Jax, not only, not only is Nia Jax there, she is a prominent face on television for that company because of relatability and what she's able to do. Yeah, she's doing like she she's like a the women's almost. She's a big you know, big girl, strong, powerful, yeah. and she's yeah. off that division. 
And it's hard. It's, 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 I'm going to tell you this. It's very hard for big, big girls. Big girls getting on TV and doing what she does and just being being a prominent thing, that is super difficult. Super difficult. Oh, yeah. across every Across entertainment in general, it is almost impossible. But I, but I will say that, that WWE is doing a great job of uh, – being of, of being able to put people that don't normally get a shot, giving them a shot in some cases, like Naya, because Naya doesn't that character would not be as prominently shown or shown at all versus yep. now now versus ten years ago. Yeah, it's so much better now in the women's division than it was back then to me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree. And the last question of today is a fitness one. Our fitness question today. Since all of us, we all, we're all athletes here and, you know, we get nagging injuries and we still want to, we still have to train and stuff for the next game or whatever. So is it, can you train around an injury? Yes. Yes, you can. Depending on severity of the injury and what type of injury it is. Um, from like, if I've had, I've had lower back injuries or I've had leg injuries or upper body shoulder stuff. Um, I, I just did machines, um, so that I could go from machine to machine and not have to use my core, not have to lose my lower back to stabilize things, Mm -hmm. um, until my lower back or or legs got better. So you just work around it. Sometimes you just got to go a little bit lighter and uh, kind of adjust the, the, the exercise or, or the movements to what you can do. Now, there are going to be some cases where you're just not going to be able to do anything. Um, and that, that, that does happen, but you just have to, uh, you just have to gauge it for yourself on, on what you're able to do. Yeah. Cause they like, I, like I told somebody at the gym, like they had the, almost the same thing I had with my bicep. It was like, man, I still want to curl, but I want my bicep to heal. Well, stop curling. Do everything else, but don't curl. I tell them. Yeah, yeah. You could do the thing with, uh, especially with bicep injuries. <laughs> the only thing a bicep does, I mean, it's the only function in your body is to be able to move your arm to it, move your arm up upwards. That's all. It, that's all it controls. It doesn't control anything else. So it doesn't control any presses. It doesn't control it. it you can take it out of a pull by moving your thumb outside the bar and it disengages the bicep every single time you move your thumb out and don't use it to clamp down. So you can move it. You can adjust your hand positioning for different things, but you don't have to curl. Your your body will not forget how to work out in a month, in in a month and a half, two months. It will not. So if you can't curl, if you can't curl for two months, that's fine. Do other stuff. Yeah. You can still do back. Don't just don't go super heavy. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. Just work. Find, find what you can do. Don't worry. I always say this is the best thing somebody ever told me. Don't worry about what you can't do. Focus on what you can do. Exactly. That's what I tell. Like it is like you have a little nagging injury. Work around it. Can curl. Do everything else. You can still kind of deadlift. You could back, chest press, whatever. What is it? A knee injury? Don't squat heavy. Don't do that. Just work around that. Yes. So many there ways. Right. Won't lose so many ways to get it. Yeah, to get to get it done. All right. So that was a very long episode of the Banging and Clanging podcast. I hope that you've enjoyed it. And keep uh, subscribing on all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes. Of course, we do it here on Anchor. 
FM, which distributes to all those other beautiful platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's, and uh, I, I have about another uh, thirty minutes of Batman. I mean, uh, Justice League Snyder Cut to get to, so I'm going to go and do that. Yeah, and I will do that tomorrow. I will sit down for all four hours and watch it straight through. That is the plan for tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna enjoy it. All right, so. Uh, you want to take it home, Beretta? Let's go. All right, let's do it. Thank you, everybody, for uh, watching and listening to the Banging and Clanging podcast. Check us out on our Instagram page, Banging and Clanging. And check out the Clanging Bang YouTube channel. New videos will be up soon where you can see voices to faces and our crazy workouts of us fighting alligators, punching King Kong in the face, crossbones curling the Mechalodon. You can see all that there. <laughs> <laughs> you can, yeah. and you can also check out. Don't forget to check out Banff Hammer too. Get your workout in with a Banff Hammer, and tell everybody about yeah. us. Tell everybody to just like and subscribe to the Bang and Clanging podcast, the Clanging Bang page, the Instagram page. Check us out on all podcast providers. And for the class boys, you got anything else? Even if they don't like wrestling, tell them to listen to us, and they will start liking wrestling. That is right. If you like wrestling, we will make you like wrestling in a nice, peaceful way. <laughs> Bringing unity to the wrestling community. That's right. Unity to wrestling all around the world. And as always, we have Crossbones here, the man who will watch Justice League and play with his Pomeranians. There we go. Every day. Every day. And I am Blake Beretta, and I will be back on the case of finding where is Carmen San Diego. I still think she's in Fiji. <laughs> And as always, we are banging and clanging sports. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Banging and Clanging Sports Podcast. Goodbye.